Hilchus Kalim Perik Sheni Halacha Aleph. The Ramam in this Perik, the second Perik, is goes on to this, to, to emphasize the the, the uh, uniqueness of a keli, which is not just a tool like a fork or a knife, but it has a receptacle, a uh, place to to place something inside of it, such as like a bowl or a, or a spoon. When a person makes a receptacle, a kili, which is also a receptacle in any context, regardless of the, basically in all contexts, it's That's the classic and most best example of a real kili. And the amount it has to receive, there's no minimum, even a small drop. Provided that this was something which will last. That if nothing disturbs it, it can last a reasonable amount of time. Cases, for example, when a person makes a keli out of leather, which is matzo, meaning it's not processed with uh, flour that allows it to ferment and become, it's not it's not processed with flour that allows it to ferment and become proper leather. Rather, it remains a raw high. Julius Abed Klau hasn't been worked at all. Or it's made of paper, for example. Okay, of paper, alpha pisha, or Nero is actually papyrus. But uh, even though essentially, usually, usually we don't say papyrus is makabotuma, and the clipas had a for example, in the shell of a pomegranate, which apparently doesn't really rot, it lasts a long time. Vegas or a nut, or an acorn, even if the behavior of hollowing it out and cleaning out the fruit or the nut from the shell to make a place to, to measure dirt is done by a child, and in that case, a child's kavana intention is usually irrelevant. Or a person used one of these types of shells, to, or paper, or, or raw hide, to make a uh, part of a scale that you place items on when you want to weigh it. So, scale like an old classic scale was, you know, like a, a horizontal bar from either end was hanging uh, a little bowl. So in that case, you make make a little bowl out of leather or out of a, a pomegranate shell. In all these cases, these items are receptible uh, are susceptible to excuse me because it's a receptacle. It's susceptible to tuma. I in this case, where it's a child, his intention to make it a keli is irrelevant. A child, a tinek, a baby, or a deaf mute or a person who's uh, 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 mentally challenged, or a minor, why the Ram says Tinek and minor, Tinek and Cotton both, I'm not sure, but even though they don't they don't have Machshava, they do have Maise. So even though you can't give credence to their intention, if it's a matter of pure intention, if they do a behavior, and the behavior clarifies what the intention is, we do give their, their intention recognition because of their indication of behavior. That's the idea, they don't have Maise, uh, they don't have machshava, rather, excuse me, they do have mice. However, someone who makes a keli out of a turnip, the esrig or an esrig shell, of atlas or a squash, hayavation that are dry, you haul them out to measure something with them, anything else of this nature. They are torah, the they're only going to last a short while because they naturally rot and shrivel. And therefore, the namakabotuma, because it has to be something which will naturally last by itself. Paper, if it's not disturbed, will retain its shape. Uh, whereas these things will naturally rot. Halacha base. Kadeim naim the horizontal bar of a scale from which either end hangs a small bowl that you want to use to weigh things against each other and, and suspended by a bunch by, by chains. If you have a Raman with pictures, this is a good time to open it up. Or if you have Mishnayis Kalim with pictures, it's a good time to open it up and to uh, see the pictures over here. Uh, if you have a Mishnai is cabling with pictures, you're going to have to use the, the, the sources to jump back and forth. But in any event, 
the horizontal rod of a scale, or leveling stick, that have a place to put metal, small metal. In other words, what they would apparently would do is, in these cases, in the case of the the horizontal rod of a scale, they had a small secret hole where they would put liquid metal inside, a little small pieces of metal inside, and that would slide to one side or the other as the scale was turned to make it look like it weighed more than it did. So if somebody was buying a, buying some produce, it would measure as more heavy than it actually was, and, the, and this was a dishonest uh, device. Similarly, if you have a mechuk, which is like a leveling rod they would use to smooth out the barrel or the, or the cup that you're selling, let's say, flour in, if it was heavy, apparently, it was, it was somehow able to be used to cheat the purchaser. But the fact is, is that it's still a kailin. Or, or a, a peddler stick, a peddler pole, it has a place where they could hide, hide money. Or a, a wooden stick that has a place where you could put water in. A person's traveling, he wants to have water stored in his stick. There's all kinds of reasons for us to give why people had these devices, but let's just keep it simple. You have a stick that has a place where you could put a mezuzah in the stick. It's a place in the walking stick where you could hide pearls. Again, why people people would do that in case of mezuzah is a is a question, but in any event, that's what, it, what the device was. A wooden sharpener, a knife sharpener that had a place to store oil. So it was like some kind of device used to sharpen metal, sharpen uh, knives. And the oil was kept there for the purposes of uh, making the knife wet or shiny, or part of the process of sharpening it. Since all these items, uh, sorry, excuse me. Um, you have a place, uh, um, a, a wooden writing tablet that has a place to keep wax. You, you would keep the wax there in the, in the side of like the uh, side of the board. So you would have wax there when you finish writing on your wooden tablet. You would then take the wax to seal the letter. So essentially it's a flat wooden keli, but it does have a base kibble. A modern example might be a flat hollow board that has a little slot to stick the knife in. The kabbatumanatayda. All these things, because the, because they are even though they're wood, normally wood is not makabotuma. If it's flat, however, in these cases, it, these are considered uh, a base kibble, a place to re- receive something, hold something. It's a receptacle, even though we may say it's not significant, it's not not common, it's irrelevant. The fact is, it's a base kibble. It's a kabotuma biblically. However, which part of the keli is makabotuma? It's only the part that receives that holds the item, the receptacle. Sheish ben. That's part of this item, or the part of it that serves the purpose of the part that holds the item, the receptacle. The other part of the keli that's relevant to the receptacle. So, for example, in the case of a walking stick, you have a small compartment where you store store coins, but the walking stick is four feet long. Only the part that's relevant to that part where the coins are stored, those few inches or, or, or whatever it is, is makabotuma. The rest of the stick, despite being attached, is not makabotuma minatero. The rest of the keli, this flat non-receptacle, the rest, the rest of it. However, the chamor grazer tumma, as we explained in Perak Aleph for obvious reasons, presumably that which is, if you have to create a specific line or a border on this walking stick, for example, where the tumma stops or starts, that could get a little bit uh, complicated. Halacha gimel. When you have a receptacle, that you're not, but it's not, not meant to be remain empty. It's meant to be filled and stay filled forever. 
Any base kibble that's not considered a receptacle. Ketzer, for example, the kashal eats a wooden block, shechiking bo's base kibble, that you hollow out in it a receptacle location, like a hole, taking by a sandal shabazal, and you stick in it a metal anvil, and that's supposed to stay there, and that's how the tool is made. It made. Imshel if it belongs to a blacksmith, if it's a blacksmith, in the kabbalah tum, it's not a kabbalah tum because it's going to stay there, presumably. Alfishishabiskibble, <coughs> despite the fact this wooden piece of wood has a receptacle location. It's only made to be filled and to be left there for the purposes of uh, making a, a full, uh, like, a, like a, a, a base for the anvil. Note, it's interesting to note that the Ramah Hilchus Sukkah, says just the opposite, that this is actually not Mechabal and uh, pardon me, the Ramah says in Hilchus Sukkah is Mechabal despite the fact that it's meant to be filled, and therefore because Mechabal it's disqualified for Schach, Whereas here he says it's not makabotum, which means you could use it for schach theoretically. That's an interesting contradiction in the Rambam. There remains a mystery. The same thing applies in all situations. The surfin. If the anvil was not a blacksmith, it was for jewelers. Because they pick this, it's because they take this metal device out of this wooden block. They don't leave it there permanently. That's number one. And they collect these little dust of pieces of gold and silver that collect there under this uh, under this uh, anvil in this wooden hole. So therefore, this wooden hole is ultimately is made with the realization it's going to be used to hold these little particles of silver and gold till you collect them. Therefore, it's not only is it not going to be filled permanently because you're going to take out the metal, it's actually meant to hold the, 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 the gold and silver. Same thing applies in all situations. If it's meant to be filled and stay that way, it's not makabotuma. If, however, it's meant to, it's not meant to be filled. It's a, it's a base kibble of wood which will uh, be serving the purpose as a receptacle, and be, and, and occasionally be emptied as well. Then it is makabotuma. The, the spoon-like wooden a device that is engraved and has an indentation which is placed under the foot of a bed to steady it so it shouldn't shake if, the, if it's not even. So it looks like a, like a bowl of some kind or like a, some kind of receptacle. Or if I'm lawyers are under like a chest, uh, a dresser, despite the fact that it is a receptacle into which you place the leg of the bed to steady the bed, it's Torah, it's not considered a luckily receptacle. It's not meant to receive or hold or, or anything or, or to store anything. It's only meant to support the bed. So you don't really need it to hold anything. It, theoretically speaking, if it was flat, it would be fine as well. It's just that it's a receptacle shape to make it easier to hold it in place. So you're not trying to put anything in it. It's just simply to steady the bed. And therefore, that's not considered a clay cable. Shiferas hakash, a hollow piece of straw. Even if it's very small receptacle. Uh, a hollow reed that's, that's, uh, uh, that you cut it to receive something. It's only once all the sap is removed, the white sap, because, because you can't put anything in there until that happens. If you did not cut it for the purposes of holding anything, in that case, it's like, like a flat wooden keli. Even though, technically speaking, it has that receptacle area, 
that was not your intention when cutting it. But the hollow stems of gall and things of that nature, they're considered like food and have the status of food. If you have a, a piece of straw, you, like a reed or something you cut, for the purposes of putting a mezuzah inside it, so you want to use this piece of straw as a container, then you're going to attach this to the wall, so it's like a mezuzah case basically, apparently. Um, so, but it's not going to be kept there permanently, for whatever reason. I feel So even if you put it in the wall, not not with the, you know, one side of it's open, one side of it's closed, apparently. Uh, it's like a tall, thin bottle, almost, it seems. So even if you put it uh, with the, the open part facing downward, um, it's because, because, because you put the mezuzah in there beforehand, which so therefore you obviously want to use it as a container for the mezuzah. The fact that you attach it to the wall does not... Oh, it, it does not make it, it does not change that because it's talking about a case apparently where you're not going to keep it there permanently. If you did affix it to the wall, uh, you put the mezuzah in it and then, and then you affix it to the wall in a permanent fashion. And then if you put it in a way that, you know, that the opening where you slip the mezuzah in and out is facing upwards, so you can you can pull it in, pull mezuzah in and out of this mezuzah case. It is a kabotuma. However, if not only did you affix the wall permanently, but you also put it in a way that the opening is not uh, facing the uh, the outside, so that you can't really take the mezuzah out of this out of this mezuzah case unless you take the whole case out of the wall. So then, container it is uh, tar. Uh, so because that's not it's not considered a a uh, a case, it's considered affixed to the wall, which means it makes it attached to the ground because now it's part of the house. If you fix attach this read to the wall and then afterwards put the mezuzah inside of it, so again, even though it's it's being attached to the wall, but but since you put it in a way that the opening is facing the outside, so you can pull the mezuzah in and out of the case. So despite the fact that it's attached to the wall, and again, if uh, you, you put it in the wall with the opening facing the inside, then tar, then it's tar. In this case, uh, because this is, this is true, even if it's not permanently affixed to the wall, it's just placed in the wall, like a hole in, in, the, in the, wall, the wall of the doorway. In this case, it's it's tahar because since you put it uh, in the in the wall first, despite the fact that it's not permanently fixed, as long as as long as the uh, the hole is not facing the opening is not facing the outside, not facing the wall, it is not considered a keli if it's tahar. Cover because so, if you affix it and attach it to the wall. Um, before putting the mezuzah inside of it, then in this case, because you put it in the wall first and afterwards put the mezuzah inside of it, even if the opening faces the outside, you can put you can pull the mezuzah in and out of this mezuzah case that's attached to the wall. But since you attach it to the wall first, it's not considered a keli since it was permanently affixed to the wall before it was used as a container. 
that was made by weaving pieces of wood together. Um, little twigs. Or from, or from Sham, which is basically cork. And this is a keli which is made for the purposes of uh, uh, hanging clothing over it to dry. Um, uh, the Ramam elsewhere explains in the Pesha Mishnayis that it was like a like a net with high walls uh, it's made from these type this type of material I'm a gumer and you when you when you spread the clothing over it, it's not to dry rather it's uh, under this in this type of you know mesh thing sort of that's made out of cork or wood uh, you spread the clothing over it it has holes and under that you put incense and you burn it so that the clothing should be perfumed if it's made like a a, a beehive, it doesn't have a base, it's open on both sides. Tar, it's tar. If it has an opening where the cover can be put, in that case, is Zion. Sandal shall behema, this sandal or some kind of foot uh, shoe device that animals would use. If it's made from metal, it's tame. Because people sometimes use it. Shosham, if it's made of cork, tarts, tarsh, ain't zechosh of kliyakabalah, it's not considered a kliyakibble, because apparently it won't really last for some reason. Ches, a termagal is a person who bundles pearls in a piece of leather, and he takes the pearls out. Venisha, mukhema, omek. And then, because of the pearls that were kept there earlier, there's an indentation, and in that indentation, you can uh, there's a so where the place where the pearl was is now where it left an indentation in the leather. It's it's until you flatten it out. It's considered a clay kabbalah. She called clay kibble because a clay kibble, the receptacle for the smallest amount, is considered a receptacle even though a pearl is very small. But you know, can make his cotton the place where the pearl was prior that now left an indentation. It's like a small pocket. If ever you wrapped coins in the bundle, it's not makabotuma then. She ain't a love clay. That's not considered like the image of a keli. In other words, apparently the coins, because they're more large or flat, or there's many of them, they don't create a specific indentation. It's just a misshapen, misshapen piece of leather. Therefore, it's not considered a clay kibble. It's not a kabotumah.